Well, folks, today's guest is a repeat visitor on the show. He's one of my favorite guests. Uh, Over the last five or six years, I've had him on several times. Met him in person in New York last year. Have a signed copy of his book, The Demographic Cliff. We're going to talk about how you can get a copy of that, too, later on here in this interview. His name is Harry S. Dent, Jr. He's a Harvard MBA. You've seen him on any financial channel, from CNBC to Wall Street Journal. Whatever you've watched or read, you've probably seen Harry. He's joining us today. Harry, welcome in. Nice to be back. Now, let's talk about this. You've been on the forefront of this. You talk about something called the demographic cliff and how we're getting older as a society and how this is going to put a sting on the markets in the future. And we're starting to see that a little bit now, aren't we? Yeah, well, you know, the the real point is that this demographic cliff keeps hitting different countries at different times. It hit Japan way back in the early 90s, and we predicted that in 1989. We're the only people in the world that said Japan is going to collapse while the U.S. and Europe have their greatest decade in, in economic history because the baby boomers were just coming into their strongest spending surges, like in the United States, and, and they had their, it was over in Japan. And, and when it's over, there's just nobody to spend and nobody to buy houses. And Japan's real estate bubble burst, and its stock bubble, and, and it's never come back, because now there's more. We've got a, bu- a chapter in a book that called Real Estate Will Never Be the Same. Japan's never seen a bounce after a 60% route in real estate and 80% in commercial, because... Um, You've got more old. You got old people dying faster than young people are coming on buying it. We've never seen this in real estate before, and so Japan should have come out of their their uh, economic downturn and, and real estate route, uh, but they didn't because of this, you know, smaller generation following a larger one. So, so it's really important to understand demographics. And what what we're saying now is, you know, the U.S. We predicted this 20 years in advance would. would hit this demographic cliff in 2008. And we've been on life support and QE and everything ever since to try to make up for uh, the debt bubble and, 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 and poor demographic trends. Well, Europe goes off last. And, and Germany has the worst demographics of any country in the world. And everybody thinks Germany's going to save Europe. They're, they're going to sink Europe along with especially southern Europe and Austria. I mean, most countries in Europe go sideways at best demographically. And, and a lot of countries have no echo boom, nothing to follow the baby boom. Um, the, the, these countries won't, in Southern Europe won't even be growing um, when we get to the next global boom. So, so demographics is destiny. It, it tells us way in advance where the growth's going to be in the world and when it's not. And we're saying the next five years is going to be uh, the worst we face in a lifetime. And we're going to see these bubbles in stock burst and bubbles in real estate burst, especially in China. And look, China's market just went down 35% in three weeks, and it would have been down 50 if the government hadn't stepped in it and, and heavily propped it up. That's a sign of a bubble bursting. China's bubble going to keep bursting. Their real estate's going to follow. And what people don't understand um, is that Chinese save 50% of their income versus like 2% for us. They're wealthy there, top 10% save 70% of their income. And guess where they put it? They put it almost all in real estate, not in stocks, not in bond, real estate. So they've got the greatest real estate bubble in the world, and they're going to see an implosion in wealth that's going to look like what happened to the Japanese, like nothing. So China is the kingpin here. They're the fastest growing economy. They are slowing down rapidly. Their stock market's crashing from just an unbelievable crazy bubble. And their real estate went up six times when ours only went up 1.3 times. They have a bubble so large that, that it, it, I've said from the beginning, China's going to be the major trigger next time. And 
There's no soft landing for China. I don't care what their over-invested, crazy government does. They, they can't fight trends this strong and bubbles this big. So, so watch out for China. And I think uh, the whole China is going to trigger a global stock crash and a global real estate crash because the wealthy people in China, what they do is they're getting out of the country. And the only way they can get their money out of the country legally is to buy the most expensive house they can when they go over to California or New York or Vancouver or Sydney or Singapore to get their kids in an English-speaking, high-quality university. They're laundering their money by buying the most expensive real estate. They don't, they don't bargain. They pay cash, and they're the ones driving this late-stage bubble in real estate. So when they implode, the whole thing goes down. Yeah, I think the world markets have been focusing on the Grecian situation and what's going on in Greece, but that's just a diversion away from what's really going on, isn't it? Yes, Greece is tiny, and and the problem there is that the whole rest of Central and Southern Europe have poor demographics, high debt, and those countries are are going to – they're never going to turn around. Greece is never going to pay off that debt because their economy and their demographics get worse. So, so, you know, Japan led the demographic cliff, then the U.S., now it's Europe – especially Southern and Central Europe, they're just going to go off this cliff and, and never come back. And this is, you know, just like we could see it coming in Japan in the late 80s, we can see this coming. It's just people, most economists and analysts don't think demographics is important. It is the most important trend. And we've been telling investors and business people for decades now that, that you know, we can tell you where there's going to be growth or decline anywhere in the world over the rest of your lifetime. That's how powerful demographics are. The hard part is, is, decide, is predicting when this crash is going to hit. I think it's starting to hit with China, and I think in the next few months you're going to start to see markets melt down in the beginning of a longer real estate decline. So, so we're telling people now's the time to start getting serious about protecting your investments, because what people don't understand about bubbles and depressions that only come once in a lifetime and they only come after a credit bubble and a financial asset bubble like the Roaring Twenties, all assets go down. Loans fail. um, Bonds fail, except the highest quality. Uh, Stocks go down. Real estate goes down. Commodities, just like in 2008, there was nowhere to hide. The the secret is you get out of the way of the bubble. You you convert your assets to cash or something safe, the highest quality bonds, and then let the bubble burst, and then you get to buy stuff for 10, 20, 30 cents on the dollar. Real estate, commodities, gold, stocks, companies, um, your competitors if you're in business. So this is a huge opportunity, but most people will not see it coming. Most people will listen to the traditional stockbrokers and financial advisors and say, oh, that's all right. We got you diversified. You'll be okay. No, you won't be okay. Everything goes down. Again, we're talking to Harvard economist Harry S. Dent Jr., author of the book The Demographic Quiff, and the subtitle here, How to Survive and Prosper During the Great Deflation of 2014 to 2019. And stay tuned. We're going to tell you how you can get a copy of this book. Harry, there, there's an old saying in, in the market or just in the financial world, keep your powder dry. And that's what you're talking about right here, isn't it? Yeah, especially an extreme like this. Everybody's saying, oh, this isn't a bubble, this isn't a bubble. I, I've got so many charts that lay the, the present bubble in the S&P and the Dow and the tech stocks and, and the biotech. Lay it down over every bubble in history, and it's the exact same. I mean, the, for people to say this isn't a bubble because so-and-so – it, if it looks like a bubble, quacks like a bubble, it's a bubble. And this is the greatest bubble we've seen since the tech bubble. And, and it's going to burst. And when it does, it, it have bubbles burst twice as fast as they build. And they build exponentially. 
So what you saw, we've been warning people, the first major crash will probably be 30 to 40 percent, and it'll happen at light speed, just like we just saw in China. That's what happened. The tech bubble down 40 percent. The first wave down was 40 percent in just two months. Same with 1929 crash. So you can't sit there and say, well, I'll wait till the bubble starts to burst and get out. It's too late. You have to get out ahead of the bubble. And we're telling people that's now. And then any rallies we get on this correction into late August, you do not want to be in stocks or in, you know, other financial assets going into the crash season of September, October. There's going to be a big crash starting. That's when it's going to hit. And, and so this China crash is the first sign to me that this is finally happening. That's, that's, that's step number one. And we're going to see a more China crash. And we're going to see their real estate follow. And we're going to see an implosion in wealth in the Chinese economy, unlike anything anybody has seen in their lifetime. And we saw how fast that was great. when they were down, like you said, 35% just overnight, it seemed like. Yeah, and, and, and it, what would have been if the government hadn't stepped in with a half a trillion dollar fund to buy their own stocks? Yeah. It could have been 50%. So this is what you're going to start seeing, I think, in the coming months, in the next few years. We've been predicting the Dow you know, is going to peak somewhere, you know, 17,000, 18,000 or so, and then it's going to drop to five to six by early 2017. And then it's ultimately going to bottom out when the demographic trends bottom five to seven years from now, 2020 to 22, probably under three to 4,000. Stocks are going to go down and they're not going to come back for a long time. Real estate's going to come down. And I, I'm telling you, chapter three of the book is real estate will never be the same when there's more old people dying than young people coming along buying houses and real estate. This has never happened in history, but Japan's already seen it. Japan saw a 60% crash in real estate in the early 90s and 80% in commercial, and it has never bounced 24, 25 years later. It's just been flat on the floor because old people outweighing young people, uh, you know, because the, the echo boom generation in most countries is not as large as the baby boom generation. We have that same trend here happening in, in the U.S. too. and I mean, not quite yeah. as fast as, or as Japan or didn't happen overnight like Japan seemed to, but that's coming too here. Yes. Um, I mean, we're the best. I mean, we're one of the better countries. We have like six small countries like Switzerland, Sweden, Australia, New Zealand, those type, Israel, that actually have larger echo booms down the road. Most of uh, the whole other countries we call the sustainers are the United States, France, Denmark, who, whose baby, echo boom is nearly the size of the baby boom. So, so they go more sideways. But then you've got a whole raft of countries, so Japan, East Asia, Southern Europe, Central Europe, Germany, again, the worst, that have no echo boom, none. Mm. They don't ever have a generation to come along and buy houses again or spend money or raise families in rising numbers. I mean, these countries will have a hard time growing even when we get over this depression and debt deleveraging and we get into a global boom again. And that global boom will be led by emerging countries and not as much by China. China's workforce has already peaked. India is going to be the star. You know, uh, you know, we see a worldwide crash. First place I want to tell people, buy, buy Indian stocks, buy Indian stock indices, because they've got super strong demographics, a lot of urbanization ahead of them. China has got a workforce that's peaked, and they have pushed 500 million people from rural areas to urban ones with no skills. And, and they're going to be trapped in these cities in a bunch of empty condos. Well, I know we were talking to you a couple, like maybe three years ago now, we were talking about how China was building cities where nobody was there. They were just building to, to keep spending money on the economy. Remember that? Cities like Ordos and, and a number of them built for nobody. Nobody's in them or just a few people. But worse, somebody went in, in Chinese cities and basically measured 
where electricity was not being used, and they found that 27% of condos in cities, now this is not the ones built for nobody, in cities that people are living in, like Shanghai, 27% of the condos are vacant, and they're owned by affluent Chinese who don't even rent them out. Can you imagine how much wealth is going to implode? Wow. I mean, at least people here will rent something out or live in it. They're just sitting empty. Chinese don't care. They did put their money in real estate. They think it'll always go up. They are going to get killed over there. Yeah, the number one rule of any investment is cash flow on it. And if you're not yeah. getting it from real estate, that's crazy. We've got a couple minutes here left. Well, I want you to talk to our audience. We have a lot that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, retired. They're hearing this about what could happen here in the next five years. What, what's a retiree or someone close to retirement to do with money? They want to make sure the, to give them an income through retirement. You have to do exactly what people are telling you not to do. You have to get out of the bubble, get out of the way, get in safe investments. I mean, yeah, just make 2% on a 10-year Treasury bond or 3% on a 30-year. Buy the safest bonds, high-quality corporate and government. That's the only thing that did well in the 1930s in that depression. And you've got to get out of commodities, gold, real estate, especially real estate that, that's speculative or, or business that's not strategic. Or, or like a vacation home. You, you maybe you keep your main home. I'm, I'm renting my main home, by the way, uh, and I actually kept my vacation home because it's my getaway in a special place. But you have to get out of assets. Let the crash, let the great reset happen, and it will happen violently. And then, like Joseph Kennedy in the early '30s, he just started buying up stuff, ten, twenty cents on the dollar. You know, imagine buying beachfront property, you know, for twenty cents on the dollar, because you have cash and credit, and, and nobody else does. And so it's not the conventional strategy. Most financial advisors would say, I'm nuts. But, you know, most financial advisors didn't predict, you know, some of these events in the past that we predicted. It didn't prevent the collapse of Japan or the tech wreck or the real estate bubble. We called the real estate bubble in September of 2005, right at the top of, of real estate sales. And by early 2006, real estate was crumbling. Well, I was renting you know, yep. I say I saved a million dollars. My house would have gone down a million dollars. That's a big I savings. Think. Now, I've done a lot of research as it goes back in the market cycles and history. And, and what I found in the, in the back in the 20s and 30s that investing in insurance companies a lot of times were profitable because they bailed out the government in some cases. Yes. And not only that, insurance companies are regulated and they therefore are usually forced to invest to have collateral for their insurance in high quality bonds. Yep. So insurance companies were the only financial sector that did well in the 1930s. Brokerage firms got killed. Banks got double killed. Investment banks. That's going to happen again. But yeah, insurance companies have, you know, by nature, the right strategy. They're, they're giving people protection at a time they need it when they get older. That's a growing market, insurance, health insurance, and life insurance. But they invest in the very type of depression investments, the few things that do well, high-quality bonds. Yeah, and one of the things they've done a lot lately, I've seen, now you have to, again, the listeners should pay attention to make sure they don't just throw money at any insurance company, but some of them have some annuities that give lifetime income that can increase with inflation, too, so that makes a lot of sense. That's right. You can protect your downside, and it costs you something for that. That's what you need at a time like this. That's going to pay off well. Anything you can do to protect the value of your assets and the downside potential so so that your, your assets don't go down when everything falls. And again, 2008, is, this is going to be 2008 on steroids. On 2008, commodities went down, real estate went down, high-yield bonds, any risky bonds went down, gold crashed, silver crashed, stocks crashed around the world. Mm. Even in emerging countries like China, it was growing at 6% instead of 12 and their market went down 70%. So there is nowhere to hide. You have to just 
cash out of the bubble, be safe, wait for it to crash. On most, the worst of this will probably be over in two years. It'll be real Before fast. It won't be over. It'll take five to seven to shake this out, but the worst will be over in two years. Well, I think everyone listening should get a copy of your book, and you've got a way that all they have to do is pay $4.95, $4.95 postage and handling if they visit harrydent.com. That's harrydent.com. They can get a free copy of the demographic quiff just by paying the postage and handling. And, Harry, I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it again. And, folks, uh, if you join this interview late or want to hear it again in its entirety, you can go to financialsafari.com, click on the S-Heard on the Show icon. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 